Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today, we have Deb and Rebecca on from HR Acuity, and we're talking about the use case or the business case for why their clients pick and choose uh, HR Acuity. So, we'll jump right into introductions. Uh, Deb, why don't you go first and introduce both yourself, then Rebecca, why don't you introduce yourself, and then one of you introduce HR Acuity. Awesome. So thanks for having us, William. I am Deb Muller, and I'm the CEO of HR Acuity. And prior to that, I was a longtime HR and ER practitioner and leader. Do you say recovering at this point? Can you can you uh, say yeah, I guess so. I guess recovering. You know, I think I've recovered. I okay. I'm, I'm officially okay. recovered. Yes. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rebecca's a little closer to it though, so I don't um, know about her. Okay. So sorry. Yes. It's just touching nerves already. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nice to meet everyone. I'm Rebecca Trotsky. I have not yet recovered. I still am in the world of HR. And I have grown up as an HR business partner, but I did have the luxury of having a five-year deep dive into the world of talent. And now my role with HR Acuity allows me to bridge those two worlds and I get to build HR internally at HR Acuity, but I also get to build and drive employee relations capability and effectiveness across our customers and our clients and internally with our employees so that we can elevate the impact. Oh, that's fantastic. So you get to the best of both worlds. You get to both exactly. do, it, do it and help others. That's the best part about she's consulting. Go ahead. She's leaving, out, she's leaving out the best part. When I first developed HR Acuity way back in 2009, 2010, um, I was on my own kind of entrepreneur starting this crazy thing. Um, and I reached out to HR practitioners and lawyers that I dealt with over the years. And I said, I need some testers. And Rebecca quickly raised her hand. She had worked with me years before and um, not that many years at that point and was one of our initial testers of the software. She saw it and said, my company needs this. And then her company was actually one of our first earliest adopters of the software. So she's also been a user um, prior to joining us just recently in her role of VP of talent in the ER strategy. Oh, that's fantastic. What a great story. Okay, so HR Acuity, as we explain it to the world, how do we, how do we explain it? Yeah. So we are the only software, the only platform that was specifically built for employee relations. And so a few weeks ago, I would have said that covers sort of like the ER day-to-day issues and investigations primarily used by HR practitioners, ER professionals, ethics, compliance, sometimes also gets into the mix, certainly legal. However, we've just introduced, uh, two weeks ago, we formally launched our second product called Manager or Manage ER which really starts to involve managers with the system because as you know, they're very involved in employee relations. They are really the face of the employer for most employees. And also the reason that some people leave a company. So uh, good, yeah. good place to, good yeah. place to fix any uh, potential uh, communication breakdowns. So Absolutely. Let's, let's start with the obvious uh, COVID and uh, obviously, employee relations has seen, um, well, it was always important, check, 
stated and covered. But it <laughs> obviously, if everyone's going remote on Friday, uh, it, 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 it gained in prominence uh, for sure. I'm sure it also blindsided a bunch of people, both both at the executive level and and on and in and in the HR proper. So how did how did COVID kind of change y'all's world? Yeah, I'll take this one because Rebecca hadn't joined us yet. You know, like everybody else, we didn't know what was going to happen. You know, we said goodbye for the two weeks, the you know those right. those long two weeks. <laughs> um, Still going on uh, technically. Yep. Yeah. And and quite frankly, right at the beginning, all of our ER leaders that we've been talking to about buying our software, they sort of got a little distracted. Yeah. So Q2 2019, uh, 2020 was, was not one for the record books. Um, we did a couple things. We actually pivoted immediately and started offering our software free because like you said, we realized that documentation was never going to be more important. You know, what you were telling one employee one day about um, you know, were we going to give them an accommodation? Should they stay home? Should they not stay home? Could potentially be very different and illegal the next day, right? We were totally dealing without playbooks. There were no regulations to rely on, no past precedents. Um, and so documenting why you made a decision when you made it was critical and we knew that was needed. So we had um, tags in our system for COVID for our current users. We extended free licenses for our users if they needed them to for these new this new use case that we'd never considered. Um, we offered the product for free. We had many companies take us up on that because we wanted to help them. Um, so that certainly elevated it. I think employee relations as a function was thrown into the spotlight like never before. Right. Sort of like the way the CFO was thrown into the spotlight during the um, 2008 time period. Um, this was really the time for employee relations. Everybody was looking at them to see what was happening. Um, at the end of that 20, you know, Q2 wasn't so great, but actually 2020 was our best year ever. Uh, we exceeded our plan because, you know, people started not only dealing with COVID, this new work from home reality, um, but of course, in June of 2020, we had um, George Floyd's murder, which started kind of elevating once again, the Black Lives Matter movement and how that was impacting the workforce and what, how we needed to be different. Anything to add, Rebecca? I would just say that in my experience, it highlighted the need for high quality management, handling employee issues in real time as they emerged. Mm. And so this is reinforcing why the manager product that we just released is so important right now. Yeah, it's, 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 it's an interesting because employee communications, there's so many things that we can learn from public relations, right? So there's so many things that we can actually learn from our, our friends and colleagues that are in PR, but apply the, some of the same principles internally. And Rebecca, you hit on something that's really interesting in the sense of the velocity of how things work now, as opposed to years ago, where you might have days or maybe even weeks to contemplate a response to something where now it's in seconds, minutes, and hours. So that's um, right. How have you, how have y'all seen that play out with your clients? Well, in my experience, it's interesting to connect what managers are dealing with on the day-to-day -day basis, like what you just described to all of the work that was done prior around engaging employees and managing employees well, leadership development, all of which is important. But if you have left out the foundational element of building trust through a process that's going to be transparent and repeatable and consistent in how you handle employee issues, 
you're missing a key element. So you could pour a lot of money into all of those programs and not get at the crux of what's really happening. Right. Deb, how much of uh, when you, I mean, obviously when you started as, and now as conversations around the employee experience? It's, I mean, it's changed so much. When I started, I was just teaching people kind of, it was such a new, a new idea and it was novel, but now particularly post 2020, it's a lot about employee experience. We think about um, all of the CEOs that in 2020 came out kind of recommitting to diversity and inclusion and equity in their workforces um, and what it's like for an employee to, to be there. You know, we think back to Me Too and the employee experience and why people came forward or why they didn't. How do you know that you are actually hitting those commitments, that you're meeting those commitments if you're not looking at the data that Rebecca's talking about, those day-to-day interactions of what it's like to be an employee in that organization and looking at them on a one-to-one kind of individual level so that manager and employee experience and what's happening um, in that particular experience with that manager and that employee, but then looking at it in the aggregate across the organization. You know, how do we know that we're being inclusive? How do we know that there's no bias if we can't look at interactions down to the level of a written warning or a verbal warning or a coaching situation and make sure that there's no bias? Not intended, but maybe there's bias across our organization that we wouldn't normally see if we didn't start looking at that information. It, and it, tied to other platforms uh, and it, for both of y'all, where does, where does this sit in kind of an overall technology stack or HR tech stack? Yeah, I think we fit in a, well, I know we fit in a couple areas. We always connect with obviously the HRIS, right? That's the system right. of record to get information about the employee, demographics, um, who they report to, such and such. But more and more, we're seeing ourselves kind of also integrated um, with ticketing services or sort of core case management services that do sort of the tier one, tier zero type of things. Um, but then some of them need to get elevated out. So whether it's a service now or some other type of sort of generic case management system um, that will will be notified through or a hotline where, okay, you're notified of an incident. Um, it's only one way to get notified of issues. So integrating it in there as well. But we serve as the hub. You know, it's not about the notification, but it's about what happens after yeah. we're notified of an issue and how you manage it. Because as you know, that has as much to do with, you know, getting everybody back to work productively as the issue itself. So, so thank you for that, Deb. Rebecca, the, the communications part, obviously, uh, both of you are experts at that. How do you, how do you kind of think about the closing of the loop? So you as a practitioner, but also as a, as a consultant to your clients and also doing it yourself, um, how do you make sure that they got the message? So your, your communication, at least as we were taught, in college is sender and receiver, right? There's this little loop that goes back and forth. So how do you know that they got the message and like, like not just semantically got the message, but like substantively got the message? Like, how do you, how do you, how does the system help them and make sure that the supervisors and managers know that they got all communications and consumed them, et cetera? Well, what's really beautiful about the manager product itself is that it does link to the HR acuity product that we've had for many years Mm. now that I used as a client. And when a manager is using that in real time to 
handle an issue and is getting some guidance in real time about what to do next and some tips and some tricks and some ways to make sure that they're following up and checking in. They can engage with HR at any point to make sure that they have understood correctly what's happening and that they know the best path forward. But the system itself is almost like an extension of HR because it provides some basic yet crucial support in the moment when a manager needs it. And so I think that's how you can ensure that the the communication gap, as you mentioned, is closed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to add to that, um, you know, those nudges. So, you know, someone's Mm. had the tenants issue, like nudging them to say, hey, you know, two weeks later, have they been there on time? And either it's like, yeah, thumbs up, they've been there or no, they're still late. Well, it says, okay, well, then here's what you need to do next. So kind of taking them on that journey through the system. The other thing that we've implemented within our core system and we will eventually, you know, put into our manager system is this ENPS, so score, so rating. So asking the employee, you know, how their experience was oh, in the that's situation. Cool. Yeah, so we're not asking them, did you like the outcome? Did you like the new sexual harassment policy? Man. That's right, that's yeah, right. How did you enough. like that? But we're asking them, you know, <laughs> things like, were you treated with dignity and respect? Right. Was your issue handled in a timely manner? And I think at the crux of it is the true NPS question is, how likely are you to, and this is more for the core product, but it can also be extended over, how likely are you to recommend that a peer or colleague go to HR or your manager for a similar issue? And that's- Yeah, and if I could just jump in there, I think we've all, well, maybe not everyone, but I have been a part of HR organizations where the word on the street was that HR was a black hole or it wasn't effective and nobody wants that. That's not our intent ever. And so this ensures that that is not the case. And, and ratings is just, I mean, we've seen it with all the apps. Uh, ratings are a great way to kind of democratize that. And so I love that. Um, both of y'all have been beaten to death with ROI and the math as, as it relates to employee relations. So uh, I'm sure it's a little bit easier of a business case today as it was two years ago. But you're probably still beaten with uh, with you know people that don't either understand the value or don't get it. So how do you both combat, or do you? <laughs> Should yeah. be a, shouldn't be assumptive. Um, how do you how do you deal with people that don't get the uh, just fundamentally don't understand employee communications? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for our core product, we had, we really did a lot of work on ROI, put together calculators. We worked with, you know, Forrester to help us, you know, it's a lot of its turnover. Um, You know, it's not the only thing that considers that impacts turnover, but turnover is a huge cost for organizations, legal risk mitigation, you know, better insights, things like that. But for manager in particular, you know, I have a CHRO that has told me, I know I can't scale my HR organization. The company's going to grow. They're not just going to start handing me people, right? Sure. <laughs> to like to help them. Um, and so much of what HR does right now or ER does to support the manager is so manual and tedious because the managers need the handholding. And that's for the only the things that they know about that come to them. So this is a way really to enable the managers to empower them um, and to drive those efficiencies, but also effectiveness. I love that. Okay. So let's let's jump into software real quick. Uh, and Let's do HRQD proper and then we'll do the manager product 
Um, I like that HR cutie proper. We should that should be how we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's uh, and again uh, when you show the software to someone that's never seen it before, what's the what's their favorite thing? What's the thing that just they love? I'll ask the user, Rebecca. Yeah. What you know? Nice. Well yeah. done. Yeah. For me, it was so beautifully laid out in terms of how to track an investigation and keep it all in one place, super well organized and easy to use. And if I, if somebody left the organization, it was all still there so that if, you know, down the road, we got a lawsuit or an EEOC claim or something like that, we had all of the documentation right there. Um, nowadays, since, since seeing the product after being away for a few years, I love the health score that you get in an investigation, it guides you through how to make sure that you've hit all of the things you need to, to make sure that that investigation was done properly. And so I just think it, it raises the competence level and the confidence of the HR team. Yeah, they have vision, they have visibility and transparency into what's going on, where they're at in the process, and also some of that historical stuff that may be in, in file folders or whatever, pre, pre-digitalization, we've lost. Or, you know, That's exactly right. You right. think it might be in file folders if might. you're lucky, yeah, yeah. right? Is the yeah. I-9 mixed in with the other form? Great. Just, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move to the manager product. Now that you've released it, you've obviously probably had it in beta for a while, uh, but you've released it on the world. What, do, what, do, what are you now starting to hear from people when they see that for the first time? What do they love? Yeah, I would say um, ease, ease of use. I think with both products, mm-hmm. we've really tried to understand the user because having been on the other side, having had some really terrible HR software in my lifetime mm-hmm. um, or been the user of it, that was sort of a commitment that I made going into this. And so we we did that on the HR side. So really thinking or I was a practitioner, so thinking about what the HR practitioner would want or the ER practitioner, but now putting on our manager hats and saying, we got a million things going on. You know, we got a lot of software thrown at us. Um, what's going to be something that we, we, we love, like that, that really helps us. And so driving that very kind of consumer-like experience, uh, making it easy to understand. I don't have to go sit through a classroom uh, learning session to figure out how to use the software, right? No one teaches me how to use the apps on my phone. I keep telling our, our team that should be, it should be the same way. Um, and so making it something that that helps them. It's not something they have to do, which I think sometimes HR is sort of um, yeah, guilty of, you know, make, you know, uh, right. that, giving people think more things they have to do, but really giving them things that they that help them guide them along. So for example, templates are in there, very easy to create from an administrative side, lots of flexibility um, so that the manager can go in there, have a starting place and start to start to modify it for their need, but then there's a collaboration with their HR partner um, that's either approving what they're doing or helping them make it better. And they're seeing it, they're learning as it goes through it. And those, you know, those, those hints are all built in there. And I would just agree that it's so beautifully done that it's engaging for managers. It's something that will help them. And I think that will resonate with them. And so for, it won't be that HR has to do a lot of convincing because they will want to get the tips and the nudges and use this for their own effectiveness. And so, then I have to just add across the two, sure. 
For me, it's the power of the analytics, right? Having this data to know what's going on in your organization. And, and, and again, when we have clients that use it from HR to ethics and compliance, you know, it is, it's critical for an organization. You know, if I'm about to give someone a manager or put someone on a performance improvement plan, right? Or do something like that. It is critical for HR to know that that person has made a complaint to the ethics hotline, that potentially there's a whistleblower complaint. Right. And that performance uh, warning could constitute in their mind or could be seen as retaliation. So having that holistic view across the organization for that, for diversity, for, you know, uh, looking for bias is, is just you have you have to have it. Right. It's it's become have to out of out of probably in our lives we used to it was seen as a nice to have, Absolutely. whereas whereas now it's not a nice to have it's you, you must <laughs> we're we're there now, so yeah. let me ask about the the products the, the both the acuity of product uh, proper and the manager product can folks buy just the manager product or they do they need to buy the acuity product proper and then extend into the manager product? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and when we first started, we thought it was an extension. And then we were out actually showing to a particular client or a particular prospect. And they're like, hey, we, they just signed with some other case management and um, they weren't very happy about that. But like, we really want manager. And we're like, okay. And we went back and we, you know, talked to our tech team. And so the answer is you can do either. Um, and, and we really want to help organizations figure out the best place to start um, getting, getting involved based upon what their needs are at that moment. Yeah, and in my experience, if an HR team is small, manager might be a better place to start because, to my earlier point, it's extending the HR reach. Yeah. And if, and if you're getting a small team, they might not have as much resources or uh, and so it's an easier way for them to get in. I, I love that they're, uh, that they're uh, unbundled, if you will, uh, because it le- allows people to buy how they want to buy. Whereas Absolutely. so many of, we've all bought HR software. So we've been forced into those kind of constructs where you have to buy the recruiting product to get the other product to get the other product. So yes. uh, we've all been, we've all made, made those choices. I think that the other thing we sort of bring to this, sometimes it slows it down, but it's, it's better in the long run is because Rebecca and I, and can we bring this understanding of change management to, to what we're doing, we will slow things down. Like we would never say to a client, let's roll them both out at one point because that's not going to work. Right. So we have to figure out what makes sense for you, your organization. And even if you're rolling this out to all of your managers, we would never say roll it out all at once. Let's do it. Let's phase it in. Let's learn. Let's get people evangelizing. Let's get your best managers and your worst managers using it first. Let's learn from them and then we'll roll it out because we, adoption is so critical. You get one shot with your managers. So let's do a couple favorite customer stories. And again, without names, um, just things where you've seen them use either the acuity product proper or the manager product in just kind of really innovative ways. Uh, let's see, innovative ways for using it. We have one uh, retail bank customer that started during COVID using it for documenting customer issues. So our customers were coming in and saying oh, things wow. that were offensive to the client. They started documenting that. Uh, and we're starting to see that more. But I would, I'd say one of the drumbeats that I'm talking about 
a lot more with ER leaders is about protecting our employees, right? Proactively protecting them. Don't wait for the issue to happen. Don't wait. I mean, of course, when someone alleges they've been harassed, you need to have a process. But what can we be doing from data to see those predictive indicators earlier and then stop them? So the employee doesn't even know what's going on. Let's just protect them and make sure they have, they're safe in their workplace. I love that. Rebecca, you, you, you yeah, got any fun me, stories? What I've been impressed with hearing since I've joined just two months ago is how clients are using it in this crazy time of tracking vaccine accommodation requests for medical or religious accommodations. They, as, as we've talked about, it's every, it's ever changing, but they're able to use it in a way that gives them some comfort because they know they're handling it consistently, at least in that moment. I love that. So advice you give, last question for both of you, um, advice you'd give to ER leaders and business leaders for 2022, like what, not to say what we're going to be blindsided by, because you probably don't know that, but what should they be thinking about in 2022? <laughs> Funny because uh, we're just, we have our employee relations round table uh, next week, which is where we bring together the employee relations community. And so I've been thinking a lot about, um, some remarks that I'm going to be making at the beginning, but it's really about, from my perspective, extending ER beyond HR, right? It, it, ER cannot be seen as an HR function. And that's why we believe the manager is so important. They are, you know, employee relations the relationship between the employee and the employer. That is the manager. So we need to start thinking about that. And obviously we think our product helps with that. Um, and then I would say the other one that I just talked about um, is really how do we take care of our employees? How do we um, put our arms around them so that they don't have to think about, um, they don't have to wait for something bad to happen to come forward. We're going to just allow them to do their jobs and be safe. I love it. Rebecca, what do you think? Yeah, I would say the same around taking care of employees becomes even more important in a hybrid work environment. And there is a lot that's written about employees feeling psychologically safe. So we want everybody to feel that they can contribute and that they belong. And if at the very basic level, they don't feel comfortable raising a complaint because they don't understand how it's handled or that they don't trust the system, they won't feel safe. And so this is absolutely foundational to that. And so I would just ask people to think about what does safety really mean for your employees? I love it. Great way to end. Thank you all so much, Deb, Rebecca. Thank you for carving out time and coming on the Use Case Podcast. We enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.